going on? Happy Tuesday. Pete Callender here. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Man, I got up early this morning. Started chumming the waters, feeding the trolls. Oh, and I got me a live one. Uh, this is actually the director of engagement of the North Carolina ACLU that, uh, yeah, that chose to, I guess, engage. I, I guess, check the box, director of engagement, in some pretty racisty, homophobic terms. I was as shocked as anybody. I thought it was a pretty benign troll that I, I threw out there. It was very simple. I'll get to it. I'm going to explain it. We're going to walk through some of this stuff. And by the way, if you want to see it for yourself and engage with these types of people or just see how they behave in real time in North Carolina politics, and she's actually out of Charlotte here, um, follow me on Twitter at Pete Callener. It's K-A-L-I-N-E-R. And uh, the phone number is here, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Two o'clock, we'll do our update with Matt Harris host of the uh, Impact of Influence podcast and our colleague uh, down the hall there at Mix 107.9 from the Matt and Ramona show, uh, who, by the way, is also going to be doing some fill-in work here uh, for Brett Jensen in a couple days, uh, he and his uh, podcast co-host. They've been covering the Alec Murdoch trial. It is still going on. I'm monitoring it as well. Pulled a bunch of sound bites from yesterday. Pretty big day. Uh, We'll do that at 2 o'clock. What else we got? Tonight. The State of the Union is on, and I'm going to watch it so you don't have to. But if you would like to watch it with me and with Brett Winterbull, well, we're going to be watching it with you on Facebook. It starts at 9, I, th- I think, right? Is that right? 9 o'clock? Yeah, I think that's right. So it's going to be on the Facebook live uh, uh, stream off of the WBT page. So WBT Radio uh, Facebook page. Head on over there and join us. We'll have the we'll have the president speaking, and uh, you know we'll be there for all of the all the clapping. Wondering if we should set up like a bingo type game or something. I might be making some comments during the speech, sort of like Mystery Science Theater. And by might, I mean I definitely am. So <laughs> that's going to be happening tonight. Uh, what else we got? Uh, we're going to get to voter ID. Uh, another. Chapter, I guess, here in this never-ending saga uh, on voter ID and the uh, redistricting lawsuits uh, at a North Carolina and the Parents' Bill of Rights. It's up in the North Carolina uh, General Assembly. It uh, went through one of the committees yesterday, the Rules Committee, I believe, and um, they took some public comment and whatnot, and then they uh, put it on the calendar. That'll be voted on today at uh, 4 o'clock is when the Senate session opens up. So, uh, that's coming up, and uh, that's actually what prompted the uh, what has now been uh, deemed the Twitter fight thread of the day by the Charlotte Ledger. <laughs> uh, so there's a there's a person here in Charlotte named Christy Puckett Williams, and um, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, she's in Charlotte, and let me see. Let me go back up here to her uh, profile. I'm running this all off of her uh, live Twitter uh, page, and so if she blocks me uh, during the course of this discussion, uh, I might just have to go from memory. But she describes herself as black, formerly incarcerated abolitionist, comma, ACLU of North Carolina, deputy director of engagement, comma, lobbyist, 
comma, views are my own and not those of any organizations I'm affiliated with. And then she has a little blue heart, which, by the way, uh, no, that's not true. Sorry, you don't get to play that game. You know, self-appointed, self-anointed clergy of the Church of Wokeism, you don't get to play the game where all of your views are separate and distinct from the organizations that you put in your freaking bio. That's not how it works anymore. Not in today's cancel culture, right? In today's climate, that's not how this works any longer. So, all right, so this, uh, it all starts, let's see here, let me back up, because she's been, yeah, she's, she's been all over the place. Um, I'm going to have to do a beep, I'm gonna, or a bleep, rather. I'm going to have to bleep a lot. I will try to give you the, the uh, sort of the, the general direction or uh, a description of what it is she is saying to me and about the gay sex and about the uh, uh, and about the racism and and to be fair, she did give me clear warning with the first engagement she had with me that she was getting ready to call me a racist and a and a and a homophobe. I think is what she said. So she she put it right there out on the table like if you if you say anything back to me, I'm going to call you these names and <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. That doesn't work either on me. Sorry. Been doing this a very, very long time. Your words don't mean anything to me. Because see, for you know, this is this is the thing that a lot of these folks do not understand in this. Uh, the, the clerics in the Church of Wokeism is what they don't understand is that you only have the power that people give you, and I don't give you any. I don't give you any because you are not worthy of any respect. You've not engaged in a way that warrants respect. You've lost it right out of the gate. Lost it. <clears throat> so. How this all starts, very innocuous, I thought. I was just being helpful, I thought. Because you know me, I'm a giver. Yeah. So, 16 hours ago, this was yesterday afternoon, the Senate is uh, running one of its committees. Again, I believe it was the Rules Committee. And uh, people were allowed to come and speak in support of or in opposition to the Parents' Bill of Rights. And this this is the, the legislation that the Republicans ran last year. Uh, Governor Cooper, uh, or no, it didn't even get to the veto because the House didn't, uh, didn't get it through. The Senate passed it. The House did not. Uh, and it died. And so now it's come back. And this sort of lays out some parameters, as a lot of states are now having to do, because, yes, we are apparently at a point where we have to tell school personnel, do not seek your validation from kindergartners for your sexual preferences and proclivities. You, you don't get to talk with the kids about this stuff. That's where we are in our society. I'm as shocked as you are that we are here, but we are here. So she went down and, or went up to Raleigh and spoke against this piece of legislation, her being the deputy director of engagement for the ACLU of North Carolina, although I'm, I guess she's not speaking on their behalf, or maybe she was. I'm not sure because her thoughts are her own or opinions are her own. But whatever, she says, so many moms of liberty folks, so that's moms for liberty, moms for liberty, the national organization, there's a chapter here, right? And these, these are moms that are pushing back on this, this woke ideology and this, this queer gender theory, this radical uh, theory being taught in schools. 
this is the pushback. By the way, just for the record here, and I know this is difficult also for a lot of people on the left to understand, but the culture war was started by you guys. And the reason why we are having these battles in the schools now is because of progressive uh, ideas when it comes to K-12 education. And because schools are where we transmit our culture and values, because, again, progressives did that about 100 years ago. They implemented these government-run schools. And because that's where these fights or because that's where these values are transmitted, when you go and try to change the values being transmitted, you picked the fight. You don't get to cry now that people are fighting you back. And know that the, the, the Parents' Bill of Rights doesn't deny the existence of LGBTQ+, 2IA, whatever. It, they don't. It doesn't. But that's the narrative that they advance because they think you're not going to read the bill. They think you're stupid. And they try to shame you. They try to name-call you in order to stop pushing back because it's a lot easier to win the culture war when no one else is fighting it. And that's why they call you names because they know that that can give power to them because most people don't like to be called ugly names because they're not those things. That's it. It's just a tactic. And once you see it as that, they don't mean anything. You rob them of their power. All righty. Let's get into it. Yesterday, Senate Rules Committee... Parents' Bill of Rights being discussed and debated. <clears throat> you got some uh, public speakers that show up. One of those speakers is the Deputy Director of Engagement for the North Carolina ACLU, Christy Puckett Williams, or Christy Puckett. She has Williams in parentheses, so I don't know if that's the maiden name or if that's her mar- uh, married name or whatever. I don't know. But Christy Puckett, she is from Charlotte. And she posts a couple of tweets from the committee room. And she says, sitting here in Senate rules, NC legislators are trying to shame and dehumanize students just trying to learn about themselves and their history, which, of course, is the talking point that the left has been using. Um, And it's not true. There's no dehumanization efforts here. They don't want you talking about straight sex with kindergartners either. Senate Bill 49, the Parents' Bill of Rights, is racist, homophobic, and just hateful. And uh, that got 22 likes for her. She then follows it up with another tweet that says, We still hear listening, dot, dot, dot. I just finished my public comments, dot, dot, dot. It's 7 p.m. on a Monday night, dot, dot, dot. This is how they get things passed, dot, dot, dot. Cloak of night. Cloak of night. I'm going to come back to that. Okay. Her last tweet on this matter is so many moms of Liberty folks from all over who came to speak for this bill. So many exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, all white, all Christian. Funny how black folks aren't part of their group. And that one got, uh, I don't know how many likes that one got seven. Not as popular for some reason. Okay, so those were the tweets that she sent out. And so this morning, you know me, I, you know, I'm, I'm early riser. I get out, get out of bed at five thirty, fire up the coffee pot, um, open up the Twitter machine, see what to be outraged about today, <laughs> and uh, and I see this tweet. And so I read through it. I'm like, okay, all right. So that's her opinion on this stuff. But the thing that kind of stuck out to me, and maybe I, maybe I, I tipped my hand a little bit. It was the cloak of night thing. 
7 o'clock. 7 o'clock? When I say the cloak of night, first off, I'm not talking about like a garment of a superhero, okay? Or a medieval uh, hero. I'm The cloak of night, I think she she's talking about in the dead of night, right? In the dark of night, behind closed doors. That there's some sort of nefarious thing going on here because they had a committee meeting that apparently was in the afternoon because she said she spoke, right? She said, I just finished my comments. It's seven o'clock on a Monday night. So she, she got done by seven. So it was actually earlier than seven, but she calls this the cloak of night where this is occurring. And so all I did, (laughs) all I said was seven o'clock is the cloak of night. That's all I asked. I, 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 I put it out there. I said, is 7 p.m. is the cloak of night? And so she responds that uh, you and I both know it is. Now, I'm a, that's all one word, I-M-M-A. Now, I'm a warn you, I go off, A-W-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F. Now, I'm a warn you, I go off. So move along, Pete, unless you just dying to, I think she meant to say B, not he, unless you just die into he labeled racist and homophobic. That's what was told to me. Well, now, I'm your Huckleberry. No, don't label me something. Oh, my gosh. As if her label means anything to me. See, for in order for this to work, in order for that to have purchase... I have to give a flying fig Newton about your opinion of me, and I really don't. You obviously are insane. So it doesn't matter to me what your opinion is of me, and I am usually able to suss this stuff out pretty quickly on the Twitter machine. I have been on it for a good long time. So I responded, you certainly seem to know things that aren't true. I've actually covered government meetings for more than two decades. The vast majority of them actually do occur after 5 p.m. 7 p.m. is not cloak of night territory. Oh, also, LOL at your threat. (laughs) Just in case she didn't get the message that I am, in fact, trolling her for this. That was the that was the poke. Because when you look. When you, when you make a promise to somebody that you're going to start labeling them as things because you want them to run away, because that right there is the clear, I mean, this is I mean, ripped bare of any of the niceties, right? Ripped bare, this is it. This is the tactic. Shut up. Just shut up. She's hoping that I care about her opinion of me and I don't want to hear her say that I am a fill-in-a-bad-word. And so, therefore, I shut up and go away. That's what she wanted me to do. She said, move along unless you want to get labeled a racist and a homophobe. For, and remember, all I said to her was, 7 p.m. is not cloak of night. This has nothing to do with race. It's got nothing to do with sexual orientation or gender or, or the, even the parents' bill of rights. It's got nothing to do with anything except Time, <laughs> but time is racist, right? So t- that's right. According to the wokeism, I guess keeping time is now racist too. That's what the, uh, the Smithsonian poster told us. Let's get to the bleeping. Yeah. <laughs> 
Lots of bleeping. Got to keep that FCC license. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. All right, so this woman's name is Christy Puckett. Not kidding. And that, that's not bleeping. No, you don't have to bleep that one. That's her name. No, it's with a P. Puckett. Right. Christy Puckett. Um, I think she may have actually run for office here. The name rings a bell now that I'm saying it. Not Jim Puckett. I, I, no relation, I don't believe. But uh, anyway, she says that uh, the Senate Rules Committee, they had a public meeting yesterday talking about the Parents' Bill of Rights in the General Assembly. And uh, this open meeting where the public was allowed to come in and speak uh, was held uh, in the afternoon. And when she got done with her comments, it was almost 7 p.m. And she said, this is how they pass these types of racist, homophobic, hateful things. Uh, they pass it cloak of night. Okay, not cloak of night, 7 o'clock. So I just pointed that out. 7 o'clock is not, I said, is that cloak? I didn't even asked it as a question. I, I, I just threw it out. 7 p.m. is cloak of night. That's what I asked. She says, you both, you and I both know it is. And then she warns me, move along or else I'm going to start calling you racist and homophobe. And so I said, I've covered lots of meetings. They, most of them, like, there's only a few that I can even recall that occur during, like, mornings or afternoons. Most government meetings, public meetings occur later in the, uh, in the, uh, in the evenings, in the uh, late afternoons. Because people get off work and they can go to the government meetings. That's generally how that works, right? Oh, you know what I should have said? I should have told her, think of the, how about this? Think of the government meetings at 7 o'clock like the the mostly peaceful protests uh, that occurred all around the state. Like those, under the, that, think of the same time frame, right? Not cloak of night, it wasn't cloak of night when all the rioting, burning, and attacking occurred, right? So, not cloak of night here. I should have gone with that analogy, but I did not. I missed it. Okay. Um so I said, I, I, I've been covering these meetings, 7 o'clock, you know, most of these occur after 5, 7 o'clock is not cloak of night territory. And then I said that I'm laughing at her threat. So she then says, and by the way, this is again the deputy director of engagement at the North Carolina ACLU and a lobbyist. She says, and I've been a lobbyist for a while now, and whenever they ready to do racist bleep, they do it in the evenings on irregular days. This ain't, okay, first of all, Tuesday's not an irregular day for the General Assembly. Committee meetings on Mondays, not irregular days. They're doing the vote this afternoon. This is not irregular. Also, this all went down last year, too. Okay, so she says they do it on irregular days. This ain't city council or county commissioner. Now gone, now gone head and be a, keep being a segregationist. We see you. Okay, so first off, I feel, I don't know, I don't know if I feel let down, actually, or maybe I feel like I got more because she said she was going to label me a racist and a homophobe, but I got called a segregationist as well. So it's like a it's like a buy two, get one free on that one. That's awesome. So she says, uh, she says, we see you. And I said, yeah, I've been covering the General Assembly for like 20 years as well. Lots of stuff happens past 5 p.m. Again, 7 p.m. is not the cloak of night. This is my only argument. And she's already thrown out segregationist and all this. And so then I felt the need, give her another little nudge. I said, stop being stupid. <laughs> Which, okay, all right, that might have been. No, it's not. No, it's, it, it's fine. I would do it again. She then says, LOL, when you stop being racist, homophobic, and ugly as hell, I might consider it. But for now, 
I'm a keep it a G, period. Now go bleep my bleep from the back like you used to. And she is ordering me to perform some sort of sexual act on her, although she's indicating that she is a male. So you see the problem here, right? See the problem? I don't know if she's trans or not, and frankly, I don't care. It's got nothing to do with whether or not she can tell time and whether 7 p.m. is or is not cloak of night territory, right? But now you're, now you're telling me to perform a sex act on you, and you're indicating that you've got male anatomy that you are instructing me to utilize here. And I so, like, to me... That seems kind of uh, uh, homophobic. It's the thing that always gets me. Why would you? Why would you use uh, gay acts, homosexual activity? Why would you use that as a slur against somebody? Why is that an insult? I'm unclear. Why are you? Why would you throw that at me, thinking that that is an insult? I don't know if she even knows if I was gay. I don't know. So this now, you know, okay, I see my opening. I'm going to take it. So now I take that tweet of hers. I throw it out there and I say, this is an ACLU leftist lobbyist engaging in homophobic slurs because it's different when she does it, apparently. And the D's are capitalized with the parentheses around it because she's a Democrat. See, you're allowed to say this kind of garbage when you're a leftist. You get to say this. You get to do this to people. And they don't see anything wrong with it, right? They don't see anything wrong with using gay slurs against straight people in order to insult them. I don't, I don't think in those terms. I wouldn't call somebody names based on their sexual identity or their, their orientation. I, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I'm a nice guy. You know, I'm a nice guy. So I don't do that. But I also, you know, I'm not... Holding up these standards and demanding everybody fall in line and canceling everybody when they do this sort of stuff. People say all sorts of terrible things. I don't police all of them on social media. That's impossible, right? But that is what this, that is what these, you know, these roving red shirts, this is what they do. The red, yeah, the red guard, that's what they do. I said, it's pretty wild how quickly and easily she resorts to this kind of language. It's almost like she thinks it's powerful. It's not, but she thinks it is, Right. So it degenerates from there. <laughs> and uh, in, order to, uh, in order to keep reading through these tweets, oh, wait a minute. Hang on a second. Has she started deleting these things? Has somebody gotten to Christy Puckett? Oh, I think that, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think they may have. No, no, no. She's still posting. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, because, like, I've gotten so many messages now from people up in Raleigh and in Charlotte and uh, elsewhere that are just amazed at what at what she started doing and what she started saying. I mean, getting really graphic about the uh, sex acts and such. I think she has actually deleted some of these things. Do you think so? Have you been reading them, Bernie? Yeah, Bernie... Bernie was watching this morning. Um, I think she has. 
I'm not seeing some of this. Uh, I'm not seeing some of. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But is you bleeping it though? Yeah, just like that. She says. And so I asked her, why do you think calling somebody gay is an insult? I'm not sure that's an effective lobbying strategy. Now, see, I know. Oh, here. She says, I ain't lobbying you. This is just pure entertainment. Oh, and she said, oh, and who called you gay? You homophobic and can't read? Boy, bye. So then you start going into some of her, because at this point, like the rest of the world has woken up and they're looking at this Twitter feed and they're just like, oh, my God, I cannot believe somebody with the ACLU is doing this. And so now people start chiming in and now she starts attacking all the white people. <laughs> now it turns into this. Yeah, this huge thing. I think she's still going, but she's spelling everybody. She's spelling white W.Y.T. Have you seen this? That's yeah, it's on Twitter. It's it, Yeah. So she's now attacking all sorts of people with these with these slurs and epithets and stuff. It is so bizarre. It is so bizarre. And she thinks she thinks that these words have power over people who are disagreeing with her for some other reason. And the problem is, like, I think she's been around people of the left a little bit too long that that maybe those words have purchase among some of them. <laughs> they don't overhear. Sorry. Yeah, you might want to take that ball and go home. So after I pointed out that the ACLU of North Carolina's lobbyist, the deputy director of engagement, uh, pretty free with the uh, with the homophobic and racial slurs against people I pointed this out I said it's pretty wild how quickly and easily she resorts to this language it's almost like she thinks it's powerful but it's not she then takes that tweet of mine sends it out to her I think 2000 maybe I don't know followers whatever and she says yo this bleep wild and that would be the n-word so she calls me the n-word This bleep wild. I told him to bleep my bleep from the back like he used to, and he is now claiming to be oppressed, which, of course, I did not claim to be oppressed. Why would I make such a ridiculous claim like that? I said you were you were being homophobic is what I said. You're using you're using gay as a slur. And I was curious as to why you would do that. I'm curious as to why you think this is an effective strategy for communication when your job is literally to engage with North Carolina lawmakers and political movers and shakers and such. And you get onto Twitter and you start throwing around these insults to people or at people. Do you think that makes you an effective lobbyist? Do you think that do you think you get stuff done with this kind of approach? I'm always curious about that. She then goes on to say, white men give me so much to laugh at. They pressed to be down bad, but can't take it when they are. So again, like this is, this is just a, uh, this is a detachment from reality. Somehow or another, she thinks that me asking her about whether or not 7 p.m. on a Monday night is cloak of night to pass stuff through a government body. Which, of course, it's not. Because you know what was happening yesterday at 7 o'clock at night? Charlotte City Council. Yeah. 
the, the Charlotte City Council met last night. You know, meet county commissioners. You know, who also meets at that time. Legislative uh, legislative bodies. It's true. It is true. They gavel in session in the morning. They take some breaks. They do committee work. Then they come back into session. They run late. Sometimes they'll run to. I've I've been covering uh, North Carolina General Assembly floor debates that ran to like 11 p.m. They do stuff into the wee hours of the morning, especially when they're trying to get out of there. So now she's throwing the N-word around at a white guy and saying that I'm claiming to be oppressed, which, of course, I never did. Now, trolling, yes. Okay, I have been trolling. That, that much is true. I do acknowledge that. And so now I just saw she's now tweeting at other people. This same sort of the same sort of nasty attack about gay sex that you should perform on her or whatever. She's throwing it around and making all these racist, bigoted comments about all white people this and white people that. Also, by the way, she is a commissioner on the North Carolina Commission on Racial and Ethnic Disparities in the Criminal Justice System, along with a whole bunch of other North Carolina uh, politically connected and elected Democrats. I went to the website. I looked at the commissioners, the people that are on their board. It's a who's who. She's on it. She's in their circle. This is their club. Dedicated to understanding how racial minorities are disproportionately represented in the criminal and juvenile justice systems. And they've got their, you know, about us, how we work and all of this. Oh, wait a minute. Whoa, wait a minute. Oh, that's funny. Hang on. They took down her. They took down their. Oh, my gosh, they did. They just took down who they are. They don't have the list of all of the uh, of all of the people anymore. It was right here. And now it's gone. To quote another 90s kind of Western movie. I make you famous. Thank <laughs> you.